Justices heaped on us good folk by the November criminals and the hated Versailles Treaty. The degradation of being bullied by the leaders of the Weimar Republic, those good-for-nothing Prussians who looked down their noses at Bavaria and all of the Süddeutschland. I must explain. It is simple. Germany didn't really lose the Great War. We lost because the hated fates conspired against us, the bloody Communisten, the licentious Americans, the impetuous war-mongering Serbs, and most of all, the ugly, evil Jews with their hook noses and inferior bloodlines and their pernicious cabals and conspiracies to take over the world. Why should we take responsibility for a debacle that should have been settled internally by the Austrians, for a disaster that was not of our creation? And if, because of misinformation, you actually considered Germany a defeated country, think again. It wasn't we Bavarians who were defeated. No battles were waged on our soil, so how could the losses be attributed to us? No, you see, the responsibility and guilt do not lie with Bavaria in the south, but instead with the hated Prussians up north and the despised Weimar Republic with its heinous rules and regulations and the foreigners who carved up our beloved country. This is the shame that I remember, that inferior minds were allowed to control our land. We Bavarians did not need Prussia and its ridiculous experiment of American democracy, nor did we need the Soviets tutoring us about the ideals of communismus. We needed the restoration of our beloved Wittelsbach monarchy, although we knew that wasn't going to happen, not with the Prussians at the helm. So, in lieu of a king, Germany would accept a dictatorial leader who would take from us the shame of defeat and lead us back to glory. And didn't the fatherland find the perfect Führer, the anointed one, who would erase the humiliation of ignoble failure and eradicate the abasement suffered by the people of the Aryan race? That is the shame I remember. That is the shame of my youth. The shame of genocide came later to the fatherland, after the Allies pointed out that the Germans might garner more sympathy if, at the very least, they felt a tiny bit disconcerted by the corpses spilling out of the gas chambers and the bone and ashes clogging up the ovens. So I paint in reds, because I express myself in paint. Words have always been harder for me. I have tried writing, but it is not the same. Painting involves corporeal participation. The eye, the hand, the fingers, the physicality of the sweep of the brush against the blank canvas, the palette knife gouging through layers of impasto. There is no bodily participation in writing, in punching out little black letters in the same script, the same hue, the same size, all in neat little lines. No. I cannot write, but if I were to write, I think I would have a good story to tell. Papa, it's them again! The banging on the door, accompanied by the panic in Joachim's voice, roused Berg to action. Flinging off the covers, he bolted from the warmth of his feather bed, scarcely registering the frigid air as his bare feet contacted the worn oak floor, running into the common room of the family's apartment. He was awake and ready for confrontation. It was still dark, 
but Berg could make out the duvet draping over the sofa. Of late his son had taken to sleeping on the couch, leaving his sister alone in the room they had once shared. Privacy issues, typical of a boy of fourteen. His body demanded attention without his sister as an audience. Joachim was tall, lean, and movie star handsome, with hound-dog blue eyes and a thick mop of hair, blonde in color from his mother, but the curl came from Berg. The room shook from hurling rocks hitting the outside stone. That's it. Berg turned on the lone electric bulb that hung over the dining table and fit the crank into the window. It was a blessing that his family lived on the top floor. The hoodlums below did not have enough force to propel the rocks up to their unit. That is it. Axel, what are you doing? His wife's voice. Berg stopped and turned. Her eyes were still heavy with sleep, and her tresses stuck out at odd angles. Go back to bed, Britta. It's cold. Axel, leave them alone. At least they don't break anything. Not yet. You don't know who they are? Of course I know who they are. They are the Austrians' finest— If they are from Hitler, it's not you they want. It's probably the Jews down below. The window sprang open, and immediately a bitter cold wind slapped Berg's face. He could almost taste the snow from the Alps. He shouted at the boys below. His displeasure just egged them on. The projectiles began to fall at a faster rate. Shout at them for me, Britta. I will not. I need you to distract them. I ask little of you. And risk being stoned? I'll do it, Papa. Britta glared at her elder child. So you join your father in stupidity. One moment I have a clever son, then he grows to a certain age and becomes idiotic like all men.